Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf, and I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and five-time winner of Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel Sherry and I invite you to visit WholeFoodHealthCoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is Changing Lives. WorkWell is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, my faith, and I hope I'm bringing you compelling content, engaging challenges, and a practical body, soul, and spirit support for your wellness journey. WorkWell comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms via Business Radio X, you're listening to WorkWell with Stephanie Wolf. Well, let's do this. Today, I have to start with a cute story, as I always love to, and it is called Golden Anniversary. A golden anniversary party was thrown for an elderly couple. The husband was moved by the occasion and wanted to tell his wife how he felt about her. She was very hard of hearing, however, and often misunderstood what he said. With many family members and friends gathered around, he toasted her. My dear wife, after 50 years, I've found you tried and true. Everyone smiled approval, but his wife said, eh? He repeated louder, after 50 years, I've found you tried and true, he says more clearly. His wife seemed angered and shot back, well, let me tell you something. After 50 years, I'm tired of you too. (laughs) I think that's cute. Well, we've been around the block uh, this year. I'm so excited about all the things that we've been able to share. January, our theme was New Beginnings. In February, the theme was heart health. We closed out the month with a heart-to-heart from the Whole Food Health Coaches. We enjoyed some time together. And if you've been listening to our podcast each week, you know that I try to offer you inspiration and information. I encourage you to challenge yourself or change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin a healthy self-dialogue to excite and generate movement towards your healthier self and what you desire. So today we are starting March. And if I had a drum roll, you can do one at home. Um, We are doing a month of marvelous marriage marathon. And my guest host for the whole month will be my husband, Jack. Say hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. (laughs) Good to see (laughs) see each other all the time. We've been together since 1974, and we've got some pictures out on the table that really made us both smile today. And we actually made Mike smile, too. It was fun. So, yeah, since 1974. So you do the math. Yep. Uh, fifth, no, 
49, 49 years. So you'll uh, be able to celebrate with us actually on Thursday, March uh, the 23rd, because we're actually going to tape on that day, and that's our actual anniversary. That's so going to be exciting. You're going to bring me coconut cupcakes? I'll bring you some coconut. I'll even share with Mike. Okay, Mike, you got to promise there. We're going to have some fun that day for sure. But until then, we've got a lot of things to share. So I know um, whether you listen live or not, obviously you could celebrate with us on that date if you listen live, but you know you can listen anytime because these podcasts live, as Mike says, in infamy, which could be scaring. It's scary to me this month, right? Because uh, we're not scripting this, so we have fun talking. Live from the heart. That's right. That's exactly what it needs to be, too, and everybody enjoys that. Well, welcome, Jack. He's amazing. I always say he's the most amazing thing that I could ever hope for in a husband, and you guys will hear a lot about that. I'm excited that he's here with me today and every day, basically, throughout the day. We spend a lot of time together. So he is a licensed general contractor, commercial realtor, impact business coach, and minister of the gospel. So I always say he can marry, bury, baptize, preach, and counsel. He can sell you land, build your business on it, and coach the corporate team. Wow, you do it all, baby. And uh, he's the dad to our sons and papa to our grandkids. He is, he actually has his own podcast, which he's never asked me to be on, but we won't go there. Um, It's called Beyond the Shire with Jack Wolf. And I'm going to let Martina McBride share what I think is so special about my Jack. I pinch myself sometimes to make sure I'm not in a dream. That's how it seems. I close my eyes. Breathing the sweetest moments I've ever known It feels like home And here I am get to call him mine. Ah, oh, that made me tear up, which is a good thing, because I'm looking at... I had Kleenex, because <laughs> it made at, me tear up. <laughs> I didn't tell you what to expect there. <laughs> I could have warned you, but that would not oh, have been near as fun as seeing the look on your face. Touching, and it felt the same. Awesome. I love the the uh, some of the lyrics that come after that. I fall apart, and just a world, word from you just somehow seems to fix whatever's wrong. Oh, you reach into my weakest moments and remind me that I'm strong. Um, And another piece, it's, I'd be a fool not to see, and even worse, to forget Mm. that you're more than I deserve. I love that. So we kind of started in a, like a teary. (laughs) Mike asked us if we were going to make make him blush, or not blush per se, but, um, but just a sappy, I guess, time of 
podcast, but we definitely have to do that. This is a marriage mar- marathon month. Well, and I'm thankful for the emotions because uh, there there should be depth of emotion. The longer you're married, those uh, those emotions should be there on the on your right on the cusp yeah. of your relationship. And I'm thankful. I'm I'm always glad that, the, that I tear up and when we watch things that are romantic or hearing that have a song it just touches my heart thanks babe that was uh, super sweet you've sang a number of songs to me before I had to let Martina <laughs> McBride do this one that would be disastrous if I tried to sing but you've certainly sang some songs and even written a song for me so that's right that's pretty neat when we were married yeah. 17 years yeah I had that in my notes oh okay well, well no we I won't mean, go there no, that's okay <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, you've heard some things said, little quotes. Um, the ideal marriage would be if a deaf husband was married to a blind wife. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, and or the advice that to keep your eyes wide open before saying I do and half shut after. Mm. Oh, I kind of like that one, too. But so all joking aside, though, I'd like you to uh, we're going to kind of start our discussion by reading from my Mentoring Women curriculum, actually the month on marriage that I think kind of helps um, set the stage for what we're talking about today because we're going to lean into the core values and the clean concepts. Since we've got five weeks in a row, we're going to be talking about all five concepts. And today is core values. So on the core value foundation, I guess, of what I'm going to be sharing today. So I want you to just kind of imagine with me, home number one is neatly landscaped and the lawn is well tailored. The home is freshly painted and a fence is accenting the yard. The foundation is strong and sure. The doors and windows are securely sealed and nicely trimmed for a beautiful color scheme. There is a welcome mat at the front door and a warm fire burning in the fireplace. Music can be heard in the background coming from the house. Much attention has been given to this home inside and out. The owners are proud of their investment and believe in its worth and that it's worth all the money and labor that they put into it. In fact, you can see the couple together sitting on the porch chatting and sipping their morning coffee. Sweet. Mm. Home number two finds a yard in disarray, overgrown with weeds, dried up patches of dirt where flower beds used to be. The lawn is in much need of grooming. Garbage is piled up in various places around the house and tumbling trash fills the yard. Old dilapidated buildings display a lack of intention. Shutters are hanging off the windows due to rotten wood and the paint is peeling off the siding. The fence is broken in many places, leaving openings for predators. The roof leaks and there are cracks in the foundation, which lead you to doubt the security of this home. Termites have taken over walls. The house is dark and silent. The place looks deserted. No one is at work on this home. Sad. No judgment here. Maybe they're just too busy to pay attention, or maybe they don't see the needs. Maybe everything looks fine to them, or maybe the job just feels too overwhelming and a lost cause. Maybe they just don't know where to begin. Mm. You know, this home didn't always look like this. It was new and shiny once. It had a fresh coat of paint on it one day, but it has been neglected, ignored, and unkept. The owner's 
Always thought they'd get around to it. One day he would make it a priority. Some day he would have the time. Later she would make it a priority. One day they would spend the needed time and money on the home. But that day just never came. So in the same way that our physical home can be deteriorating and maybe with the lack of attention, the relationship within the home can also deteriorate. Yeah, it reminds me of something I overheard my, my dad used to say all the time to my mom. Um, I told you I loved you when I first married, married you, and if anything changes, I'll let you know. In other words, he was a man that I had never really heard him tell my mom much how much he loved her or never really saw him embrace or hug. And, and then she, you know, he, those comments would come out of her kind of raising the issue. And he would, in, in my dad's kind of sarcastic kind of way, would make that little phrase, hey, I told you when we got married, and if anything changes, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, things did change later for them. <laughs> they, they didn't stay together, unfortunately. Yes, unfortunately. And that's a great reminder of it's not just what you say at the I do or at the altar. That's exactly right. That's where the journey begins. Yes. Yep. So the moral of the story is make your home a priority now so it won't become a major project later or maybe a demolition. Yep. yep. Well, it, and it is, uh, let's say anybody who owns a house, you know, they, uh, you want to, you have the resources that you have, you know, to be able to take care of it, keep it up, you know, look at things, you know, tweak this, tweak that, you know, you're proud of that home. And uh, you're not taking for granted it's going to stay in the shape that it was when you first bought that house, yeah. right? As things begin to, as you have eyes to see, you know, those things and ears to hear. I'm using that as a metaphor, of course. Yeah. Those things began to, um, you know, do the maintenance work, if you will, the, up, the upkeep or the keeping up, you know, with the relationship. Um, and that takes a little bit of, t- it takes a little bit of time every day or every month or whatever, but instead of letting it go to, oh my gosh, we need to get bulldozers in now. And that happens. And that's certainly a possibility to repair that thing more expensive, more painful, mm. you know, those kind of things. And, you know, I've experienced those things in our, in our past as well, um, for sure. And God's grace has helped us to, um, do the deep repair work during those times in our lives. It's true, and most couples don't set out on their wedding day to hurt each other, nor do they plan to have an affair two years after making their wedding vows at the altar. Um, No, most people take their vows very seriously and mean every word of it that they say before God. The real work actually begins, though, (laughs) after you say, I do, and um, purposefully continuing the work um, together on their relationship. It's not just one, you know, one person's responsibility that's right it's really a team effort it is just like any construction project it takes a team of people to be able to build something successfully and build it well and we've um we have learned and continue to learn Mm. um that i'm thankful that um we don't take we just don't take that for granted we at 49 years uh, this month we don't feel like well you know what we've built it as good as we can we're actually looking toward the future about how we continue to build how we can continue to grow and be uh, you know keeping in touch with what little repairs or things need to be tweaked as we continue to you know to move towards wanting to be the longest married couple in america <laughs> that's right we do we have a goal to be the longest living married couple in america one day and at 49 and since we got started we have a shot pretty young, <laughs> we have we a shot we have a shot that's right 
So, you know, most would agree that the key to a long and lasting relationship is that continuation of the work that is needed. And I, I love that you care about that as much as I do. A lot of people tell me, it's like, I wish, you know, my husband cared about it, you know, that way, like I do, and or vice versa. I wish my wife cared about it, like um, like I do. So, and that's not how we started though, is it? No, that is not how we started. <laughs> that's not how we started. It's not where you started. It's where not you where I started at all. I know. Um, I like the saying, if you um, can't be a good example, at least be a horrible warning. And I think our first seven years were, were a horrible warning in some ways up and down. Obviously we had some good days and bad days, but, um, and good years and bad years, but, um, we lived that warning for, our example, I guess, um, you know, because we both came into the relationship with kind of a different example, I suppose, as far as marriage was concerned, not good, bad, ugly, but definitely not a marvelous um, marriage, I don't think. No. I wouldn't call it, but. No, definitely not. So maybe we could tell a little bit of our story. Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. Uh, well, we got, uh, we got married when I was 17 and Stephanie was 15. She was in the 10th grade. And so we had to have a judge uh, sign off with both sets of parents. Uh, so we get married, and uh, she quit school uh, that year, and uh, we got married in March. Our oldest son, uh, Jeremy, was born in September. And, uh, yeah, she quit school, and then she went, uh, after the birth of uh, our oldest son, went back to school and finished with, and, and did uh, two years' worth of work in one year and graduated with her class uh, in 1976. And I graduated in 74, so I was a senior, and, and I immediately uh, I graduated and got a job working in construction. But, yeah, those early, those early days, neither, you know, we were just kids. And, and I've got to be honest with you, uh, you know, I've looked at my, our granddaughter, Isabella, who, uh, and when she, I looked at her when she was 15. She's 17 now. And it struck me when I looked at her um, how my how our parents must have felt when they looked at us because I thought we were pretty darn mature. No, we won't let our granddaughters listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Our, but, our son Chad's but, cringing like, oh, I didn't want her to But know. yeah, yeah. Those, so so those, those early days, we just didn't really know much, didn't have those kind of great examples. And we, we had so many ups and downs uh, during, those, uh, during those seven years and a lot of uh, immaturity. And, uh, you know, yeah, we, 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 were, we were people of faith, um, and our and our walk with the Lord was was important, but I probably had a harder time applying some of those uh, principles. I'm, just so everybody knows, Stephanie has always been the mature one in this relationship, <laughs> um, way more mature than me. Um, I'm finally starting to catch up, but uh, a little a little bit. But we you know we didn't have a we had a little foundation, but we weren't building on that foundation. I certainly wasn't building on that foundation. I just took it for granted and kind of like a like a vow, like well I did this and. Uh, God's going to make everything great, and but I didn't apply myself in those principles. I didn't learn about marriage. I didn't care about. I didn't think about reading or any of those any of those kind of things. And and um, you know worked hard, worked hard. Always a good provider, uh, but mm-hmm. wasn't a good emotional provider or a mental provider or those kind of concepts. And over time, you know our our marriage deteriorated. And I don't know if you plan on mentioning this, but you know this first seven years, you know uh, Stephanie moved out at year two for I don't know a couple months maybe and and then I I'd find out where she where she was going to church and I'd I would intentionally they'd have some kind of altar call or something I'd go to the altar and 
you know, trying to renew my heart. And then she moved back in and that happened back at year four. And then I, I did good for a while, but you know, my heart was, I really, my heart really wasn't in it in the way that it needed to be. Cause I just wanted to get her back. Um, and that was a way to get her back. Cause I love her with all of my heart always have. And, um, then that happened again at year four. She left, and uh, because I was an idiot, and uh, went in a lifestyle that was not 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 not, all, not very good, and uh, that that at year four she actually filed for a divorce, and about a week before the divorce is final, I went found her where she's at, going back to church, and did the same thing over again, and did pretty good for a while, uh, and then uh, started down the same little path again, the cycle until year seven she did. Uh, she did divorce me. She's so smart and so talented and so gifted. She actually did the divorce herself, went to the library, got the paperwork. Um, she wanted to be a lawyer when she was young in, in school. Uh, she probably would be a very successful lawyer. Um, she can definitely make a case. I, I have a knack for arguing. <laughs> You're I wrong. Can argue, argue my case. Um, but at any rate, I remember so, having the truck parked at the back of the house, loading everything up the third time. And oh, yeah. Um, and him coming home going, is there a problem? <laughs> you know, I'll never forget that day. I, I pulled in the driveway. I was driving tractor trailer at the time. I drove, drove cross country and, and uh, as a trucker, and I did pull in the driveway. And, and sure enough, there was a pickup truck. They were loading furniture as I pulled in. And I did ask that question, what's, what's going on? Um, but miraculously, and this would be a, this would be a longer podcast, but miraculously, um, from the time she left till the time we got remarried was eight months. And at that juncture in both of our lives, there were some things that she was in. She can talk about that if she wants to, but at that juncture, I, I gave my heart back to the Lord in California in Bakersfield. And, um, I had no idea where she was at and what was going on, but I knew this, that I was going to serve the Lord with all of my heart. And I was sorry for all the things that had taken place and asked God for forgiveness. And I was in a, I was in a phone booth in Bakersfield. Uh, we were about to hit the road after we got loaded up with lettuce. And I told the guy I was driving team with, I said, Hey, I need to make a phone call. And I called Stephanie and, and, uh, told her what, what I'd done and asked her to forgive me and wished her the very best. And miraculously on that very same night, she rededicated her life to the Lord as well and was moving back home with her parents. And I asked her if I could come and see her uh, when I got back. And I didn't know what she would say. We had a nice little conversation on the phone and she said, you know, it'd be nice. And, and, uh, you know, I was not in a good state financially. I was, the house was being repossessed. The cars were gone and uh, I had to hitchhike to Michigan to, 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 to get to, to see her. We spent three weeks together up there, asked her to marry me again. And you know what? She said, yes. So she's my first and second wife. So we've got, uh, uh, two sets of toasters and two <laughs> sets of uh, waffle irons and two sets of everything. Two marriage licenses. Two marriage licenses and all that. So she's my first and second wife. We count the uh, the 1974 marriage. Uh, the original. The original. Can't improve uh, on the, that original. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. So th thankful to the Lord. So what I learned and what we've learned is, you know, at that point in time, um, I had never read anything on marriage or never thought about it. And I remember... Uh, I just, we decided, we both decided we're going to dig into this. And from that day forward, from that day forward, mm -hmm. uh, we have, um, applied ourselves, tried to do everything we can to improve, to read. We're not afraid to talk to anybody to get, um, help advice. Uh, this is the best home. We talk about having a home. This is our home, me mm -hmm. and you, That's right. who we are as a, as a couple, uh, the bricks and mortars that we live in is insignificant to who we are as a couple and as a family. And I'm just thankful 
um, to the Lord. There's um, so anyhow. Yeah. Sorry for the ramble. I think you know during the same time frame. I want to kind of back up just yeah, a ahead. little bit as to when you were out in California and I was in Indiana, and um, that same time frame that you were repenting and coming to grips with you know what you'd lost and those kind of things I was doing the same that same evening I had gotten super drunk and um, just really you know didn't like my life but felt like things were over for us you and me and was kind of moving on but not really wanting to move on in that way I always wanted our family to be together and I remember even our son at that time, of course, he would have been about seven and praying and just, you know, at night when I would pr- say prayers with him and he would say, you know, ask God to bring us, bring his family back together, bring his mom and dad back together. And I'm thinking, I wish he'd stop praying that. I know God's not going to do that and he's going to be disappointed. And little did I know how God was really listening to that little boy's yeah. prayer. And, uh, you know, it happened. So we came back together, but that same, um, pretty much seven hour time frame. So when you called me the next morning, um, you know, after your recommittal, I had just been laying on the bathroom floor, um, myself and just crying out to God and saying, you know, I'm not sure what's next, but I want, I don't want to go into what's next without, without Jesus. So I always say Jesus and Jack, you know, is right. our, my, um, claim to fame and success. You're my first husband and my second. I always say, um, I don't recommend the way that, you know, our life, uh, early days and those kind of things. I don't recommend that, no. but, um, I would say you're nothing like my first husband <laughs> and I don't think I'm anything like your first wife. Either. That's right. so, so, um, yeah, we had to come through a lot together and that's, what's nice. So I think, you know, when it comes to married life, people get to that business as usual stage, you know, like you said, taking for granted certain things and, mm-hmm. um, and maybe just don't make the investment of time and money and energy really to build the kind of love that they see, um, after they fall in love and the, and the, you know, gaga eyes and, you know, all the, that kind of stuff kind of ends. Um, and I don't think it should ever end really. I mean, I think since we got remarried and the Lord just began to do his work and we began to lean into it, um, you know, we just enjoy time together. It's not like we work. It's not like labor. Okay. Now we've got to read the book together. Right. right, Now we're going to do this. We really enjoy that. So uh, for us, it's really not just about a broken marriage coming back together, but it's about making a great marriage even better. That's right. Building on it year after year after year. And those, uh, those are our, uh, those are our values that we really, when we talk about the character and care and having a great value, I, I, uh, I value you above everything, uh, everything on this earth. And, um, and I feel it. And that's so, what's nice. It's not just words. I feel but we, but, and, and, uh, we don't want to, we're not perfect. You know, we're not, uh, we're not, and we're not Shh, done. Don't tell. We're, don't tell. we're still, we still <laughs> care about uh, working on it. And we intentionally have found things over the years that we, um, that enhance and develop, um, you know, our, our marriage. And I, I encourage, we try to encourage people you know, a lot of, it's easy to kind of get so busy and then we're going to have a vacation to make up for everything, you know, for, for the last, you know, couple of years or whatever. And I mean, no judgment in that. You got to do what you got to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, little things along the way, the little things that show value and care and concern, uh, you know, like I've loved the value that we have had 
Um, this sounds like such a simple thing, but we um, we eat dinner at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, Ninety, probably ninety-five percent of the time, we're at a dinner table. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no TV around, and we're looking at each other, and we're eating a meal and enjoying that meal. And we we have a uh, you know we both personally feel like breaking bread is is sacred. And uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful time for couples. It's a beautiful time for family. And something I've taught, you know, try to encourage other couples, you know, to do similar things, you know. And, but when we have dinner, we're catching up. We're sharing about our lives, and we're just talking about the day, and we're talking about things that we feel. Mm-hmm. And that that connection. And sometimes we'll be at the table for over an hour, an hour and a half, sometimes just sitting, talking, sharing. And uh, Stephanie, I don't know if she brought them, but you know she also has these little cards that w- that she found. Um, That's next. I think uh, we'll do it during lifestyle. You know what? We'll talk about that okay. a whole nother day. <laughs> That's okay. Bring it up. Hang on for the cards. <laughs> Tune in in a He'll tell in, you in, in a couple of weeks. Um, but those little things uh, they they help build strength uh, in in marriage, and those are important values to us. Sometimes the little things really become the big things. You know, you might, like you said, it might seem insignificant, but it really isn't. I mean, it's just a card, but it opens a dialogue in some way, shape, or form. I mean, usually we don't need that prompt, but no. it's fun to have the prompt. You're not talking about you know? those cards right now, are you? I should okay. not be talking about those <laughs> cards, but you brought up the cards. No, dude. Um, since we're going over core values. Yeah. You know, what's neat, though, is, um, you know, people look at us or look at our home and, you know, they're sometimes in great awe or admiration of us. In fact, I remember going out to dinner at different times in this one um, particular time we went to a vineyard and um, it, there were so many people kept coming over to us because we said we'd been married at the time, I guess 47, 48 years, yeah, whatever. Like um, and, you know, sometimes when they ask us about why well, you guys are so in love and and uh, of course they want to know what the secret is. And like there's like one secret. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it's that. But Eat this. Yeah. It's like do this one thing. Um, but they are they just I said looked at us like they had just discovered some rare design <laughs> dinosaur bones or something because it's not as normal as what I would love to have it be. And that to me is sad. And I think it's because of our goals and some of the things that are valuable to us, not just, you know, trying to live long and strong and, right. you know, some of those things, but it's it's really more about our giving. My goal is always, what can I be for you? How can I take care of myself for you? And I feel that same commitment from from you to me and I think that's a beautiful thing so when people say I want a marriage like you two and I always think do you really do you really (laughs) do you know you know we've given years of attention to our relationship and we have a history and I think sometimes people don't make it through things or don't persevere through things that can give them that history we have a strong you know testimony because we've been tested and I think that that's one of the things I that I feel anyway um, that has given us that history and like you said it's not always been great of course not and it's not always perfect you do still mess up no I'm teasing <laughs> yeah I'll save some of that for another week okay. <laughs> you can tell on me another time so I think there's you know what we're saying is there's more to like more to a marriage um, than just saying I do well, and, you know, and uh, uh, I've done a lot of weddings because I was in ministry for so many, uh, so many years. And, uh, 
you know, um, meet, meet with couples and helping them get some of those foundational things, a little toolbox. And one of the examples, I've, you've heard me use this for years, but uh, if you're a mechanic, um, if you're a mechanic, you have a big, big tool set. I used to be, I was a diesel mechanic. After I got off the road, I was a diesel mechanic for, for a couple of years, and I didn't like that. It was a pretty messy job. But I had thousands of dollars worth of tools, and each of those tools did something unique and specific. And uh, one of the things that uh, you can't do as a mechanic is you can't just have, like, a screwdriver, a hammer, and, like, a crescent <laughs> wrench or something and go, I am a mechanic. You, that'll get you started. Mm. But you need other you need other tools and other specialty tools depending on what you're trying to actually fix, repair, or enhance, or fix up, or whatever. They take these specialized tools, and, mm. and someone will spend thousands of dollars. Well, if you buy those tools, you're not going to hide them away somewhere. Yeah. You're going to have them in a cabinet, easily accessible, that you can pull it out. I'm in this situation. I need this kind of a tool to enhance this situation and learn and grow. And it's the – I've had – you know how I'm pretty crafty. I'm good with tools. There's a lot of people that – that uh, you know, and that's not a. It's not a, a judgment. It's like I don't know what this tool actually does. And then showing people, well, here's what this tool does. You use it in these kind of situations. Uh, yes, you can use a hammer in lots of situations, but it's really kind of designed for some specific things, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So trying to help people and ask yourself, you know, like what tools do I need? Recognize what tools you have. Use those tools effectively, and then um, begin to ask yourself. Um, what tools I need. When I was a diesel mechanic, the snap-on tool guy would come by <laughs> and he would go, hey, we got a new tool. And he would show us. And his job was to sell us tools, of course. And he was good at it. Um, and he would show us what this tool did. And while I said, well, I'm going to buy that at it because in this situation, I'm going to use it. Well, marriage is the same way. Mm. You know, relationships are the same way. We've learned, we continue to to do that. We've not stopped adding to our tool chest. We continue to try to find unique, different things that help us to dig in or have those aha moments or we can use this in that situation or et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, so it's that kind of journey versus I'm going to get the whole tool chest today and I often go, this it doesn't really work that well. It doesn't really work that way, in my opinion. And then opinion. sometimes you do have to send something out to be repaired. Sometimes you or do. Or go someplace else, to, you know, to get that support that's needed. And, you know, with someone who maybe, like you said, a specialist or knows how to use a specialist tool. And I think some people don't want others to know that right. they have a need, maybe, or that the marriage isn't you know, all that it looks like on the outside. Cause I use that analogy about the houses, right? The right. one that's very visibly clean and pristine, which inside could be a mess, you know, could be full of, you know, anger and unforgiveness and bitterness and other kinds of things. And the outside look really good vice versa with the house that maybe on the outside looks pretty run down, but inside, you know, not, not so much. Right. So it's not necessarily what it looks like to others that's important. It's what is really going on inside that home and inside your heart so that you get the kind of help that you need. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, you and I have spent thousands and thousands of dollars and over the years seeing one counselor or one group or go to this workshop or whatever we decided to, you know what, let's just admit we just don't know what we're doing and let's get with some people that do know what they're doing and be mentored and be discipled and be encouraged. And, um, you know, so, and, and that, that's just a, a, a value that, that we, that we did because, because miraculously, you know, we were able to, God brought us back together 
And, you know, if you're out there listening and, and that's how you've had those kind of situations, you know, don't look at it as far as I failed, but look at it. Okay. You know, this was uh, definitely not where I headed. What did you learn and how are you going to go forward from here? And that's how God is. God forgives and he helps. And uh, so there's no judgment or and condemnation in that. But really about just, again, what do I need to do to really help this thing? Uh, not quick fix, um, but the little things that are going to help build my home. Make it the best it can be. So core values, you know, one of the things that I teach in my wellness world um, of the Whole Food Health Coach is what I call my clean mission. And the character is how we take care of ourselves, how I care for myself and how I care for others. And that's kind of what we've been talking about on this particular day's podcast. And, you know, it's the it's those inside things those things that really matter most in our heart and then we live them out so mm-hmm. next week we're going to talk about lifestyle and some of the things that we do because we believe so strongly in the that's where those cards will come in and some of the books and some I'll of the other to it. I know, some of the fun uh things that we do because um like i said it's not just work um it's fun work it's the kind of work that you enjoy doing with each other and so i think that's great and for me i started listing my core values i don't know if you did or, or didn't because I didn't really give you much to go on for our time together today. But I um, I listed mine. They all start with an F. They've been Amazing. that way. Amazing. I know. How right? did that happen? Me all, me okay. all organized like that. Um, I know when we get to um, the attitude months and we're going to talk about how different we are because we're very, 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 very different people in our personalities and I, we always say celebrate the difference That's right. because that's fun. We always you know encourage married couples not to try to make the other one like you or vice versa where that's not a, that's not the way it um not the way it works so mine are faith family food fitness fun friends finance and really in that order can i borrow those you can I like borrow them too. those i'm gonna I make know. sure that you <laughs> live it. by them no i'm too. um so faith for me and you i think it's jesus first you know it's just what we've right. shared about you know we've tried other things we tried it other ways you know and usually we were slightly broken people that couldn't put ourselves back together again and god really that's did right. that for us and so that's the big deal i would say the bible god's words a manual for our lives in every area i even use it in my world of health you know health and wellness i have a whole series called your health his way and i love to do that for churches and small groups anywhere schools but um you know i i I love the fact that the best-selling book of all time do you know what that book is the bible it is good answer ding 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 so um there's five billion sold um five billion bibles have been sold so a bestseller um and five billion since 1816 so that's pretty cool and uh so it stands the test of time then do i understand it all no but i know enough about the foundation of it to make it work and live my life and um and allow it to live in me which i think you know we do well together my next is family um family is everything to us we both are on the same page there uh our our daughters-in-laws are awesome about sending us pictures. Mm. Um, Houston, you know, family will send us uh, pictures of the girls doing, you know, cello or violin yeah. or, you know, work-related things. And it's r- super fun. We'll be out there for the Houston Rodeo. Yeah, I look forward um, to that. The biggest, Texas Rodeo, I should say, which is the biggest rodeo in the country. So. Yep. 
or in the world, I could say. I don't even know, but um, it's big, and yep. we're going. Yep. So we'll be out there. And we do everything that we can to be there for our sons and their wives and our grandkids. And it's been a, it's been great to lay a foundation for the family the way that, that God has allowed us to. Well, what's great, they're there for us as well in the same way, not just in, not just in words, but in action. So that's right yeah. that's so that's good it's thanks wonderful. for bringing that yeah. up too because i know um that's an you honor. Know, as far away as as you know the texas family is once yeah. a week you're with um, chad going through books together and just yeah. enjoying father-son yeah. experience with jeremy a little bit closer so yeah. you've got business and some things with him I can pop in with and him pop into the office and say hi or have lunch um they they both reach out to me in different ways whether it's texts or um chad and i every friday have some zoom time face to face and he always prioritizes it and it means the world to me so yeah. um those are all amazing things and then of course food and fitness we'll get to that I'll you know when we get that. <laughs> on nutrition and exercise but we make it a daily focus because we love it and it's important to us to be strong yeah. and to live long for each other you know we we love our life together so i love us i, I do say, too, all honey. the time and then friends, you know, we, we are each other's best friend. We say we that are. a lot. You know, we may not ha have tons of friends in some ways just because we work so many hours and work at home. But there isn't anybody I'd rather, you know, be home for or be home mm. with. Yeah. Amen. And then finance, obviously, our businesses and things that we do. And that's probably the only stressor, I would say, in our lives, you know, because we both carry a lot. And that's mm. where we need each other's encouragement, mostly. So I would say you're my business coach. I'm your health coach. That's right. Um, that works well. She's too. an amazing health coach. So, um, yes, you're my hero. And we've always, uh, I think really maintain that ally you know being each other's allies not being each other's competitors or enemy you know or any of those kind of things and i think um you know building a home and um, making it beautiful not just from the street but really something we enjoy living in not just what other people see or say or hear so yeah i agree and, and uh you know the scriptures uh i don't i don't go down a bunny trail but the scriptures uh, and when I do, when I used to do a lot of marriages, you know, the word Adam in the Hebrew is both male and female. God didn't make another person. He made Adam. He made humanity. And within Adam was Eve. And if you know the story, Eve was taken out of Adam. Um, and so they complete one another. And so what got left, what got taken out of Adam uh, was over there in Eve. And what got left behind uh, was Adam. And when the two become one flesh, as the Bible says, you know, so there's the essence of all of humanity uh, was, was in Adam. But now it's separated a smidge, if you will, between husband and wife now as God took Eve out of, out of Adam. And, uh, but we complete each other and we complement each other and we enhance each other and mm -hmm. and that that's what god actually wanted to happen and it and sometimes because it sometimes it could be a challenge because we miss we we kind of we kind of forget that um you know it's easy to forget you know that you complete me that i complete you or that and just all all in humanity but in any kind of marriage um but but what a wonderful truth yeah and um i'm very thankful for all that you bring to me and make me a better man and our marriage and yeah we are uniquely um, different but together uh, those puzzle pieces fit and God uses it in a wonderful way I love it 
All right. Is there anything that you haven't shared that you'd like to share in closing before I close? Well, um, you know, you're my one and only. You're you're my bride. You know, we're the you're the uh, we're, the church is the bride of Christ, and uh, Christ focuses is uh, on on his bride all the time. And um, you're my bride. You're my treasure, and I love focusing on you. I love blessing you and encouraging you, and you know, I'm just thankful. Uh, I appreciate that very much. And one of the things that uh, Martina McBride says is nothing makes sense when you're not here. As if the whole world disappears without you, what's the point of anything? Amen. I love that. So today, my final thoughts come from my heart. If you learn how to build self-care into your daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly life, you'll not live a life from which you feel the need to escape. And I would say you could take life and put marriage right in there too. If you learn how to build that into you know, your daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly marriage, um, I think there's a blessing there. And then marriage is a marathon. That's what mm. this whole month is about. It's not a sprint. Um, it's a lifestyle, not a diet. That's People right. hear me say that yeah. enough. And you only get out of it what you put in it. So it does take uh, an investment of time and money. Um, And I encourage our listeners today to be a builder. Build a healthy marriage. It does maybe cost some extra money and some extra time. And, but take the attention and, and make sure that you are building a home that you're proud of and one that your kids will love telling and the grandkids will be proud of as well. So you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC, where you know that we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. So if you are new to the podcast, we invite you to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast channel, or just say, Alexa, play Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. I always want to smile if someone's listening, and then um, they hear me say that, and all of a sudden, Alexa starts doing something. But I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you share your cherished takeaways from some of the podcasts that you've listened to, and hopefully you're getting more and more well in every area of your life. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or other um, programs like our individual coaching program, thewholefoodhealthcoach.com for all that information. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf with my husband, Jack Wolf, today, and we are wishing you well personally, professionally, and in your marriage and love life. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.